as an honest clinician and honest to myself and an ethical clinician, I have to say what I'm going to do is make sure that I'm giving you the best product I possibly can for your problem rather than the only product I can for your condition. Now, when we're seeing our client, also the other thing I always say to my client, this is not a dictatorship, right? Because I don't want them to feel they have to have those things. It's, I might be able to do the majority of whatever the problem is with foods, but it just might take a lot longer and it might be a bit harder for them to do it as well. Hello and welcome. Mentoring with Geraldine is a bite-sized practitioner podcast for naturopaths, nutritionists, herbalists and practitioners. This podcast responds directly to your needs, the needs of the practicing natural therapist. With interviews, herbal discussions, something business and something clinical each week, you'll get the variety you need and enjoy to stay motivated in practice. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Mentoring with Geraldine and the Bite Size Podcast. How are you going? What's happening with you and in your life right now? What I've been noticing in the groups that I run, as well as in other groups, people are always asking about prescribing. There's a lot of questions about, should I give this client a prescription when I've not seen them? How long shall I wait until I see them next? When is a reasonable time? How much profit should I be making? All of the questions around prescribing. And I thought, well, let's just get down to some brass tacks, shall we? Now, long ago, I used to just put the bottle of herbs. We have to have an end date. We have to have a use by date. And so when I wrote on the label, the use by date, I would always put the closest date as the use by for the, for the herbs, right? So it might be in six months time because one of the herbs I'm using in there, the bottle was due out of date in six months. It might be two years time. It might be, if it was two years time, I'd just put one year. I'd just make it around one year. And then Long ago, Jill Standard, one of the, another mentor out there that you will see in the groups, she said every three months, you should be putting three months on those bottles. And then I thought, that's a really good point. It means your client has to see you. The herbs should have run out. The product should have run out in three months. Things shouldn't be lasting really longer than three months. And the other thing about putting the dates on them is when we think about that product, even though they have a use-by on them, that use-by isn't dictated by the mixture we've just created. Does that mixture change the synergy of the herbs? We know that it, herbs are synergistically increased. When you mix dandelion and St. Mary's, you have one plus one equals five because of the way they work together you know, herbally. If we add, you know, for nutritionally, if we add some L-theanine to some glycine to help somebody sleep at night, we get a beautiful mix. Again, one plus one equals five because those two together, the person's going to have a much more restful sleep than they would otherwise with just the glycine or just the L-theanine and so on and so forth. So when we think, and there, oh, there's another one. When we're compounding, how long should it be open for? Once it's open to the air, anything that's a powder is going to start losing its usefulness or it's not its usefulness, it's goodness. Because things start evaporating, air, moisture gets in there. We can't control the uncontrollable, such as the atmosphere. It might be that here in Adelaide, it's summertime and I'm handing somebody powder and it's 40 degrees. The same powder I give them in the middle of winter when it's raining. We don't get a lot of humidity here, but say we were to suddenly get some humidity. So certainly in 
maybe the Northern Territory, where it's a lot drier in the dry season and they have a lot of humidity, even though the temperatures don't necessarily fluctuate horrifically. They'll get the 35s and then they'll get down to the 30s, but it's all to do with the humidity that changes it. But that humidity is going to change that powder in that tub that they hand out. So the length of time it's going to last for is going to be different. So if we're compounding powders, we really have to think about how long is this product going to last once the client takes the lid off? What's our environment like? And when do I want to see them again? Now, we want to see our clients on a really regular basis. That's not to say that we're going to give them only 20 tablets because then they have to be back in 20 days time because that also doesn't work because a pot of 60 tablets and their own pot of 60 tablets is going to be more economical for them than us giving the required amount per session. So when we think about handing out these supplements, there's a lot of discussion around the fact, are we just selling stuff to make money? Now, there is profit in selling product. And we have to think about that profit when, and I certainly take it into account when I create my appointment types. So my returning naturopathic client will pay less to me than a returning hypnosis client because I make no profit on a hypnotherapy appointment, whereas I make profit on a naturopathic appointment. So that's factored into the cost of of my hourly rate. So when we think about this product, it's not necessarily on top of, because it's kind of, it's a bit of an average really, isn't it? You're seeing the same sort of person, they need the same sorts of things. So we tend to be selling the same sorts at the same sort of price. So we tend to make the same sort of profit on each and every client. Now that's the other thing, should we be taking a profit? And well, yeah, we've got to because that reduces the patient cost, the actual one-to-one cost for them. So yes, should we be using multi-level marketing products? No, we should not. And the reason we shouldn't do that is not because they're not necessarily any good. There's one of the products that I use, Fenugreek. I don't know if I've done a fenugreek episode I'll go back and have a look and if I haven't I will do my fenugreek episode but that's one brand that in America is a multi-level marketing company but in Australia it is not it is sold through a wholesaler and it's actually their only pretty much their only product that I use oh no I've used two or three others that's a lie but the simple fact is if I was dedicated to a multi-level marketing company then I would only be selling their product which ultimately means it's a detriment to my client by selling products from a range of different companies. And yeah, I've got to say, I probably sell from about five or six companies. It's not a huge number because there's just too many companies out there and you're trying to learn all of their products. But at the same time, those five or six main companies, that means that I know their products very well and I get a good variety and I mix all of my products. So I see a lot of gut health clients and when I see them, the probiotic will be from one company, the prebiotics will be from a different company, the weeder that I use will be from one company and so on and so forth because they mix so well depending on the clinical picture in front of me. All right. So everything I sell is rated on that clinical picture. And if I was only using one company because I was dedicated to that company and I was selling from a multi-level marketing company, then that's the detriment of my client because that might not be the right probiotic for them. Or it might be okay, but there's a better one out there from one of the other companies. And so it's as an honest clinician and honest to myself and an ethical clinician, I have to say what I'm going to do is make sure that I'm giving you the best product I possibly can for your problem rather than the only product I can for your condition. Now, when we're seeing our client, also the other thing I always say to my client, this is not a dictatorship, right? Because 
I don't want them to feel they have to have those things. It's, I might be able to do the majority of whatever the problem is with foods, but it just might take a lot longer. And it might be a bit harder for them to do it as well. There's lots of dietary styles out there and many of them we need. If someone's got a thyroid issue, of course, you say AIP diet, the autoimmune protocol. So that one's relatively easy to follow. But something like the GAPS diet is nightmarishly hard. And you have to be, parents have to be super dedicated to do it. So when we think about doing what we do, the person has come to us for symptoms. We can see the underlying condition. We want to treat the underlying condition, but we have to treat the symptoms or they won't come back and see us. That's simple fact. So we treat the symptoms, which ultimately means chances are a combination of diet, lifestyle and supplement, whether that be herbs or whether that be a nutritional. So then we've got to think how long and how much am I giving my client? Now, in some ways at the moment, it's much easier to give more than we intend because we're doing it through drop shipping. So, and hopefully you've asked your clients if you can share their email address with a drop shipper. Just sneak that one in there. Because when we're doing it with a drop shipper, so there's Araya, there's Vitaly, and then Oborn, Rena, Integria, they all do drop shipping for us. And then there's a number of other smaller ones, Herbal Script, I think it's called. There's a number of other smaller companies that I've never used. Now, we order online. But we're not actually seeing the amount. It's like using a credit card, isn't it? You go into a shop and you think, oh, I love that coat. Yeah, I'll just get it on my credit card. And it's very similar. The client hopefully has paid you prior to seeing you so that you don't have to talk too much about money at the end. But then when you put it through with a drop shipper, we can put all of the things that they ever need on there, or we can put the things on that we think they need. Now, if I had the client in front of me and I was still using my own dispensary, my own dispensary went out the window in 2020. Most of it did actually go out the window, not quite literally, but into the bin instead in 2020 as it all went out of date. But with those products, before I would put one product, another product on the table, I might have three products out and they go, oh, three products, it's a lot. How can I remove one? It's also, and then I'd say, this isn't a dictatorship. Do you feel you can take these? I need to know what you feel you can fit into your diet and what you can't. And it was easier because they were visually seeing those pots. It was easier for me, I was visually seeing those pots and now I'm not. Now I'm just typing it to a shopping list in a drop shipper. So what do they really need? And how can I make sure that I am giving them a discount if I can? Now I can give discounts now that I couldn't give before because a number of the dropshippers, not all of them, allow a discount at checkout. So I can put through a discount, which means pretty much I can, with the discount, I'm really covering the postage a lot of the time, which is really helpful for them. And the reason I can give a discount through a dropshipper is I'm not holding stock to throw it away because I threw away thousands of dollars worth of stock in 2020 when certain groups of people stopped seeing me and a whole different group of people came to see me and I didn't have those products I needed. And of course, I couldn't see anyone physically for a long time. I wasn't allowed to. So I had to be online. So lots of things changed and I threw away a lot of products. So I lost thousands of dollars worth of stock. Now, if not holding stock... I've got no stock loss because there is always stock loss. I do a stock take twice a year and there is always stock loss. There can't not be because of the way my clients change, things change. I might give something different because I give the right thing to the, what I feel to be the right thing to the person, which means that even if it's on my shelf, it's not necessarily the one I will give out. So, and that's the same if we're dedicated to a company, we're only giving out that product to the exclusion of all others. We think that that product is the best product ever without really taking into account our clients' needs. 
Now, so we can give a discount on product. I certainly do where I can give a discount to pretty much all of my clients online. Where I can, I can't always because it depends on the company and the products I'm using. If I can, I do. I don't discount my consult time because my time, I spend a lot of years training. I spend a lot of money on my training and my education, just as you have. And so by discounting my time, I discount my skill set. So I do not discount my time. I'm happy to discount supplements. Now, herbal tinctures, I haven't put up my herbal prices in 10 years, and I had to put them up this year, much to the disgust of my clients who don't realize that I've not put them up. I've just been absorbing that price. Now I do not give a discount on herbs. I never have done because of the fluctuation in herbal prices. I try and get the cheapest prices I can. I use all of the companies and but it just depends on what I can get when. And of course all the way through 2020, 2021 and now 2022, there've been huge shipping issues for the herbal manufacturing companies. They haven't been able to get herbs from countries. People haven't been cutting, cropping and packaging up because they haven't been able to send anything. So there's been masses of shortages. And then, of course, because everybody's got the one thing wrong with them, we're all using a lot of the same herbs. So we're running out of those herbs at the manufacturers. So there's been a lot of supply issues over the last two years herbally. Now, I had to put my price up. I put them up by $5. So really not very much overall, but I got a lot of, oh, how can you do this? I'm like, well, I haven't done it in a long time. And it's got, for me, very low profit because it's a medicine. And so I've got a bit of a thing about not discounting medicines. If you go to the doctor and you get a script, you go to the pharmacy, you get the script filled, you don't get a discount unless you're concession card holder. And I do give discounts for concession card holders. So it's a bit of a juggle there, isn't it? But the end of this is number one, I do not discount my time because I think that's really important. I do give scholarships though to mentees. So if somebody asks for a scholarship and they have a good reason, then I will give scholarships and you do some return work for me. I make sure that I'm not dedicated only to one company, but I spread the love. I make sure that I put on every herbal bottle that it expires in three months, often two months, depending. So three months for the big bottle. Actually, no, it's four months for the big bottle if I give them a 500 ml bottle because that's what it works out to. It works out to 50 days supply. So they should really be done in two months anyway but I give it a three month thing because it might be they're only taking it once a day or something so but for the smaller bottle for 200 ml bottles I put a two months use by on that because I want them to come back and see me I want them to be taking it I don't want it to oh I'll save this no don't save it for a rainy day let's not do that let's take it because we need it thanks very much so two months on the smaller bottles where I got my confusion because I've got small and large bottles and I've been selling more large bottles recently so and use by remember if you're compounding it's normally 60 days so it's normally two months on a compounded product because of air and variation now the other thing is probiotics that are refrigerated generally have all been checked to like 72 hours at 35 degrees or something so just check with the company it's because of delivery although they're packed in ice and a little chilly thing when they're sent to you they have all been tested for I think it's three days, don't quote me, check with the manufacturer at a much higher Celsius because people will take them in the morning and leave them on the counter, come home in the afternoon and go, oh no, I've ruined my probiotics, I've just paid all that money for them. No, they haven't. They can pop them in the fridge then and they will be fine because they've been tested to be out for two or three days, whatever it is, 48, 72 hours, I cannot remember. You need to check. 
but it does mean for the day out on the bench while they're at work and that's fine stick it back in the fridge you'll be okay but it also means those probiotics generally on them it says use within x amount of time of opening because every time you open them of course it's an active product and if it's a refrigerator product every time you open it the actives are literally blown away so a couple of things about our supplements when people purchase a refrigerated supplement do tell them please don't keep this in the door of the fridge the door of the fridge is a fluctuating temperature and we don't want to keep it in there certain things are not to be kept in the door of the fridge breast milk for example is another one that should not be kept in the door of the fridge because the door opens and closes so there's too much temperature variation needs to be kept in the body of the fridge if it's a refrigerated product you need to make sure they know to use it up within a certain time powdered probiotics that aren't capsulized they will totally just start losing the efficacy from the moment that top is off so they just need to be used don't save refrigerated probiotics for another day for a rainy day take them now and get fresh on that rainy day when you need them and please tell your clients these things make sure with classic one with the herbs of course is not really reiterating to your clients that they're to shake it every time and they're to add it to water <laughs> those people that have raw herbs that can't believe it and they have their tinctures straight i was like really did you just do that oh my goodness but with our prescribing there are a number of things that we need to think about and i hope that you've sat down and thought about them and thought about the systems that you use in practice so that your prescribing is very ethical it's across numerous companies you're buying the best or you're either purchasing the best product or you're prescribing through a drop shipper the very best product for the problem not the one that is marketed to you as the best one but you've actually looked at it and we do tend after a while to stick with favorites and I've got to say I've got a little bit of an n equals three if I've had three if one disaster not good two disasters yeah we won't be doing that and then I'll take it for the third one and if it's a disaster I'll never purchase it again so it doesn't matter how much you try to convince me that it's good it's very rare that I will be able to change my mind after my three goes so Think about who you're purchasing from, who your main ones are, how you're going to keep up to date with those products, how often you're going to be prescribing and making sure that on those bottles you've got the finish this off by date. All right, so that people aren't saving them for a rainy day, but they're using them for the problem they came to see you for. And they're coming back for their follow-up appointment and they're getting maybe a different product, maybe a repeat, but whatever it is, it's prescribed because of need. So I'm going to leave it there today. I hope that's been helpful to you and I look forward to seeing you, hearing you, whatever it is, and you hearing me on the very next cast. We'll see you again soon. Bye. Thanks so much for joining me today. Don't forget to rate, review and subscribe to the podcast for the weekly episodes. If you'd like even more support and learning, then the Academy is for you. Here you'll find part two of the herbal discussions, more clinical learning and case studies to support your clients in practice. Bye for now.